If I were in the 1800s, I would absolutely get, like, the croup or some <laughs> shit. That would, like, end me. You know, you can still get croup nowadays. I know you can. It's yeah. a great tie to history. It makes yeah. you feel really, uh, you know, connected to the past. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> I did my office hours the other day. Yep. And there were, well, first of all, I had a baby on me. Yes. Um. Well, he wasn't on me. He actually behaved for a lot of it. He sat in the pack and play behind me, uh-huh. um, but then he was on my lap for a while, and of course, was like mesmerized by the screen. Yeah, uh, parent of the year here, yep. just sitting my kid in front of the computer screen and saying "zone out" while I talk to the people. But the people uh, loved the baby. The people like the baby. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's a baby. Who he's, doesn't like a baby? He's you very know? cute, especially when the baby is isn't in the room with you screaming. You know what I mean? Like people <laughs> love images of babies. Um, <laughs> anyway, we were talking. I was talking with the people, and I love office hours, by the way. They're kind of my new favorite thing. If you're listening to this, um, one, and you've been coming to them, thank you so much. It's a blast. We love it, and it seems like you guys are getting something out of it, too, so that's great. But also, um, really, you should come because they're really fun, and the conversations are good and funny and I think specific and interesting, and people – at least as far as I know, people come with questions and they get answers to their questions that at least seem to help them in some small way. Um, but we were sitting there and they were asking us about – someone asked us about uh, like Print Run's plans and Print Run's future. Mm. And, you know, like how – what we're going to do. Like how do we plan – do we plan to grow the show or whatever? And I went on this giant long rant Ranch may be the wrong word, but I went on this big, long thing about, like, how, yeah, we have all these ideas, but we've been super busy, and, you know, life has sort of been kicking not just our asses, but, frankly, everyone's ass for the last couple of years, and it's made it tricky to, like, grow in specific ways. And I said, but, you know, most importantly, the thing we want to do is just make sure the core people who listen to the show are getting what they want out of it, you know? Like, we really like being, more than anything, we really like being what we are, you know? And that's when someone chimed in with, bring back the old bits. <laughs> Our bits. <laughs> and so the, we were See, ta- the thing about the bits is that they require a ton of prep work. So we just have... They, a, they do not require a ton of prep work. I didn't prepare once for a bit. Okay, I prepared a lot just kidding, for the bits. I prepared a ton for the bits. They're very thoughtful. I was the um, bit leader so, in, this, but, in this duo. So one person suggested, they were like, we well, got to start doing book shots again. You gotta start doing book shots, and book shots. we had to quit doing book shots because I'm pretty sure the whole book shots staff got laid off. And no, I'm serious. Like, I, and like someone sent me a text who, who works at that big five publisher and was like, "Eric, I don't think you can do book shots anymore. Like, those people are like, you know, out of a job." And so we had to reel in book shots. Um, but then everyone else started chiming in. They're like, "Where's the gong?" Which is a great question, by the way. Where oh, is the gong? We lost the gong in the move. We have we to lost purchase the gong in we, the move. We have to purchase a new gong. I don't want a new gong. Well, I want that gong. Well, where is it in the apartment? Uh, Can we go get it? I don't think it's in, no. I if I had to guess, uh-huh, the gong is, is somewhere behind you, like in the storage. Is the area gong in the room in the with basement. us right now? The gong is no. The gong is in the room behind you. 
Okay, well, so the rest of this episode is going to be live streaming me rummaging through your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Through my Rubbermaid storage tubs. Okay, so we're going to find the gong, um, or we're going to get a new gong. But maybe it's also time for, like, a new instrument or something. Um, Someone brought up uh, James Patterson Book of the Week. Remember when we did those? Yeah. So I was the one that did the research for that. And it's it was hard to do because there were so many listings of James Patterson books. It was very hard to do. Yeah. God. Remember and that. And a bunch of them were reissues. We, why did we stop doing that bit? I think it was because you were like sending – like we were trying to get James Patterson to buy a bunch of our books. Wasn't that it? Oh, yeah. I At had some a... point, our many work <laughs> conflicts ruined our bits. Because... I, had, I, was doing, I was doing a book – at yeah. James Patterson's imprint, and I had yeah. to stop making fun yeah, of yeah. him. <laughs> That's a frequent content. But, but they closed the imprint, so... Nothing shuts I, down content on this show more than realizing we have a very acute work conflict with the thing we're making fun of. Um, it shuts down most of the things I want to talk about. Like, I want to get on here and rant about, like, small press advances or, like, you know, other, like, literary publishing things. And it's like, hmm... On the off chance that the person I'm, like, currently in open conflict with about this thing is listening to the show, I probably shouldn't just get on here and, like, you Let, know, but, okay, crank but, about my job. But Okay, so in case, in case all of you haven't uh, realized, this particular print run episode is going to be the entree to summer book vibes. Welcome right? <laughs> to this episode of Print Run. My name is Eric Kane. With me, as always, Laura Zass. Say hello, Laura. Hello, Laura. I just figured, you know, if you're going to, like, tell people what it is, we might, as, oh, well, yeah. we might no. as well do the thing. But but so I was I was doing that. Like, don't worry. Like, we're yeah. meandering on purpose. Yeah. But yeah. should we should we talk, like, generally about what advances? Talk generally? What do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about advances? What, here's my con- contribution. What advances? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the advances, Laura? They're not anywhere I work. Yeah. But here's my thing with advances. That I think if we're going to like this is not suddenly going to become a show about advances because what is there to say that people don't already know, first of all, right? Like stop chopping it into as many pieces as possible. Give me the money and pay people enough to work, right? Like that there. That's my advance episode for all of you. Um, (laughs) Like but it is crazy sometimes to get some of these figures in. It's like, oh, we think, you know, we see that the writer is going to need nine months, a year to write this book. You know, it's going to require a ton of research. It's going to be have all two thousand yeah. dollars. Here's like what we found under the sofa for them to do that. Yes, we understand they have to quit their job to write this book. Um, it's just crazy. Like, there's no. <laughs> this has to be, and I don't know if what the answer is. Maybe we. There is no answer because someone will always take it. Like if I said like oh agents have to just quit sending work to places that don't pay, that's not really the right thing because people's circumstances are are always different and like you can't. There's yeah. someone who's going to take that money no matter what, and so there are probably people who should take that money no matter what. But I'm over here trying to pay for daycare, man. <laughs> like <laughs> here's okay, so here's what I would see because because I think. With small presses, the the low advance is predominantly indicative of a cash flow issue, right? Um, because you can't just give somebody sixty grand if you are at a small press, and that is a large part of your seasonal operating budget mm-hmm. um, to get a book that will come out in two years. Sure. 
Uh, but what is a reasonable thing if you're going, you know, we're going to be creating this project, but we're not going to be investing a ton of money with you up front. The answer to that is, hey, you can have above industry royalties. There can yeah. be bonus structures at right. the end based on sales. Uh, you, you could can, give me something. You can say, hey, we're committing <laughs> this amount of money over yeah. this amount of time yeah. to promoting this project. Um, and that way, like, it's not just you're betting on it and then you're like, yeah, fuck you. We're not going to pay you. It's Which we're betting on this together. I hate, that. I hate that. Yeah. It's but like it's we're betting on this together. So you're writing it and then we're committing to doing all this stuff at front and we're we're more equal partners. But I don't and it just so happens that like small presses like that. Are the places which, to be clear, I love them because they do great work. Like I love these places. We're in we're in Minnesota. We're in the land of I the love small press. Small, like, but I, and it just so happens that these are the sorts of places that work on the stuff that I work on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, the market at a big five house for like communist screed about whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Any something communist? Tougher. Yeah. Tougher. Yeah. Um, happens sometimes, thankfully, but tougher. And so sometimes I have to go to these places that have slightly more radical leanings or slightly more adventurous publishing taste. And that adventurous taste doesn't always come with a check that you'd want to see. And that yeah. is – anyway. But This is my day. I'm managing like – seven of these little conversations throughout yeah. the rest of this Eric's, week. Eric's in like a it, big offer season right now, so if you're an editor <laughs> listening and you have an Eric book, you might want to get it to Ed Board immediately. Offer, send me the money. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's one of those things where I pitched a ton of books this spring. I still have more to pitch, too, and they're good books, yeah. so they are now getting some traction, and it's like but you're in that no man's land with several books right now between Ed Board or, hey, we're planning on going to Ed Board and then offer and then yeah. negotiation yeah. and acceptance of offer. and So it's like what? <laughs> which is a stage that, to be clear, is a great stage to be in but drives Eric absolutely Well, because it means insane. something's happening. But it's like you ask me in the morning. It's like, hey, what are you doing today? What what What's on your plate today? And it's like, I don't know. I'm going to stare at my email. <laughs> I'm going to wait for things to come in. I'm going to turn the French open on and watch tennis until my email blinks at me. Like, I'm going to, I don't know. And then know. I'm going to make a fear, like a frenzied phone call to my author to talk about money and then, like, hold out my little, yeah. my little, like, please, Oliver Twist please, bowl. And please, may, may I have, have some, some more, more money? May I have some more royalty rate? Yeah. Um, may I have a better escalator clause? <laughs> may I have a tighter option clause, please? Oh, God. Books. Can you tell we're both sleep deprived? Yeah. So my, I can tell. My child this morning decided at 4 a.m. that uh, the crib was not working for him. Mm. Um, I respect so. his choices. <laughs> and he was, he like pulls himself up now. Like he's like, you know, mobile all of a sudden. And so he's like holding onto the bars like a little rat in prison, you know. Um, and. He so we bring him in, you know, to the bed, and he's like sprawled and passed out. And I'm mm. like, it's like 4 a.m., and I have no room all of a sudden because my baby is like all of a sudden the size of three men. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Terrible. Um, 
Anyway, I don't know. What else? What the hell else are we doing? What are you reading right now? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I inexplicably woke up at 3 a.m. and was up for several hours. Uh, So I just finished. um, I'm very slowly working my way through the audiobooks of the, like, Maisie Dobbs series, Mm -hmm. um, which... I always enjoy, like, the last half of it much more than I enjoy the first half of it, of each book. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, like, to put it in a little bit of perspective, um, this is a mystery series set in the 30s in predominantly London. And it's a <clears throat> sort of, like, Poirot-style, like, psychologically driven investigator Um who ends up a brain up, genius. Yeah, a brain genius. <laughs> and she ends up she ends up um doing a lot of like investigations and they all kind of go back to like the collective like national trauma and then her own personal trauma with uh the Great War. And um which is normally pretty fine. It's a little bit heavier than most of the mysteries that I read, but then also like you know Real weird to finish this week when we're kind of in the midst of this, like, really large spate of gun violence. And then it's a book about, like, this is 11, 12 years after the Great War ended. And, you know, this person is still, like, spending entire books dealing with, like, the aftermath of that particular style of violence. That's one other. So. So real quick, that's one other reason I didn't feel particularly inclined to, like, (laughs) sit down and do some prepared, sunny topic. You know what I mean? Because... We're all going nuts. We're all going nuts. And we all should be going nuts. That is the correct response to spending even two minutes looking at anything that's happening anywhere right now. Like, it's, I don't know, like, it it just, it drives me nuts that, like, you get on your email and it's like, hope you're doing well. Best wishes. And it's like, no. (laughs) The world is fucking eroding. And we're all losing our minds. And... And we're trying to get $10,000 from <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm begging you to bring that advance into the five figures. <laughs> um, no, it's just crazy. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know how anyone, you know, I assume that people who listen to this show, obviously you found the show in the first place, which means you're almost certainly on Twitter because that's the only place we've ever bothered to like talk about the show, <laughs> which um, you know, great business acumen on our part, by the way. Like, yeah. I think that more than anything, once sometimes I think like we should start doing this bit where we like talk like we're like the conservative image of the small business owner, <laughs> and how we should have like more rights. And you know, as a small business owner, do we but... <laughs> need to do we need to rework our origin story, which was. Walking to get a burrito. Yeah, no, we need. Which is how this podcast started. It needs to be much more patriotic than that. Yeah, Mm, yeah. Going to get a sub. (laughs) (laughs) Explain to me how a a sub. I guess a sandwich, very American, very Americana. A hot dog. A hot, yeah, hot dog. Hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not getting into that whether or not that's a sandwich, but (laughs) anyway. So we're all nuts, um, and. It's hard to work under those circumstances. And I, as I was saying, like, if you're someone who listens to this show, you're almost certainly someone who cares about stuff more than uh, beyond books, right? Like, I feel like one thing that this 
podcast does do is we talk about how the book world relates to other things that are happening and like if you're listening at this, especially at this point like you care about that stuff which means I'm pretty certain you're going nuts too um and I don't know what we do about that I don't know how we like what are we how do we just like carry on you know and I don't I mean that in, I mean this isn't going to suddenly be like this big heavy episode I mean probably you carry on every now and then by turning on the microphones and just fucking around for an hour but like yeah i'm running it's... out of like ways to justify when something yeah horrible happens yeah. in our country or in our world just like the day or two i have to take where all of a sudden like i was planning on working i was planning on like being a person and then i just have to like lay in bed and like stare at the wall yeah um, i mean and like it does feel it does feel really bad for how frequently that can occur to all of us. I'm glad I don't. I'm glad that we're self-employed and we don't have like actual sick days because. Um, yeah, I mean, we'd be, <laughs> maybe we should have that as, as small business owners. Maybe it's important that we set up like a, you know, real system for that where you yeah. have to like log your hours. Maybe I'll start keeping. Yeah, your except hours. we we're not. <laughs> thinking except of the, except we're paid on commission, the, so that doesn't count. The fastest way I feel like I could alienate and irritate you would be to start keeping track of your hours. What do we like? How would that go, mm, Laura? I couldn't help but notice that in the month of May, you were you know you clocked in and out at these times. You were. I I'm just I'm just picturing you at like two o'clock every day, being like, okay, Laura, how long was your nap? Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh man. Um There's nothing better than a work from home after like lunchtime nap. I'm just saying it right now. Like Okay, so I'm fairly like caught up this calendar year. Like I'm doing a really good job um keeping up with my queries mm -hmm. and a huge portion of that That's is another because, thing I got going on right now. Yeah. Well, but a huge portion of that is because Oftentimes, I'll, like, around 11, 11.30, I'm going to be like, mm, you know what, I'm a little bit sleepy. I start work very early. I'm like, hmm, I'm a little bit sleepy. And I, like, take my Kindle, and I just, like, lay down in bed, and I read for a little bit, and then I pass out for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's my lunch break. Um, so it's it's actually quite productive taking a daytime nap. Um, the only problem is that... All of the important business things that happen to Eric's clients happen during nap time. That is true. Um, the fastest way things happen in my world is you passing out. Yeah, like it's like, <laughs> oh, got to talk to Laura about something. And, and mine, and, and like, there's just ominously nothing on Slack. And mine always happen <laughs> when you're like eating cereal, like specifically cereal. If yeah. Eric is eating cereal, big things are happening in my world. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What are you reading? You asked me what I was reading. I'm reading subs right now, frankly. I mean, oh. So, cause I oh yeah, because you're reopening. I'm the reopening for the first time in almost a year. Well, you were gone. For I was gone, many and months. I'm actually almost caught up. I have a manageable amount left, but I'm reading submissions, um, and I'm just trying to like. You know, give everything their due, you know, isolate the ones that I'm really into, you know, all the things we actually just talked about on the Patreon show, right? Like, we Oh, just yeah, did, we did a whole thing about did, how we read <clears throat> our subs. Mine yeah. includes a hammock <laughs> and a nap. Uh, so I'm getting ready to do that. And we, like, updated our copy. And we, we even 
we even redid our headshots. We um, did. So we'll be getting those in by the end of the month. Um, but no, I'm reading subs, and then when I'm not reading submissions, I'm reading um, the books of Jacob by Olga Tokarczuk, mm. uh, translated novel from Olga, who I adore. Um, what language does she? Polish. Polish. Um, yeah, she's really good. This book is completely outside of my range right now. It's like a thousand pages, Ooh. and it's like historical, like is it 16th century France? I don't know where we are because I read it every night before bed. I read like two pages yep. and then like get sad and pass out. And so <laughs> See, you do you do at the this same rate, thing I as me. I will be done with this book in 2024. Great. Um but um it is good. It's just slow going because my brain is soup. And uh, I don't know. I I know that I've been trying to get you on this bandwagon for several years, but may I suggest audiobooks? I could do audiobooks. And you know what? You listening to audiobooks while you're like doing stuff throughout the day uh-huh. is also good for your child's developing brain because they'll hear words from other people. We do love when the child hears words, don't we, folks? <laughs> the hearing uh, words is important. I've been actually that's <laughs> that's what I've been reading. I've been Baby reading books. I've been reading board books. Every okay. night. Um, I've been reading Where the Wild Things Are. I've been reading Goodnight Moon. I've been reading mm. Goodnight Loon. Ooh, the Minnesota um, the one. The Minnesota version. Uh, which which we cute. actually have, um, like, proof copies of that art from that book. Really? Yeah. Remember oh. we were sent? At, it's in my oh, office. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should give you some oh my so God. that you yeah, can we put were them. Sent. We were sent that. It's all coming back to me, yeah. So yeah. we do have a tie to that book. Um, and I don't know. I'm reading the Penguin series by Selena Yoon. Which, okay, so this is an important <clears throat> question. Oh, yeah. As somebody who doesn't read board books, mm-hmm. please tell me. Should like, I start being a board book agent? Wouldn't I, that be great? You know, I, I have, do communist nonfiction and little board books about Arctic animals. I have to, I have to tell you, I've talked to several, like, Kidlet editor because uh, I do that all the time because yeah. I work in Kidlet. Yeah. And I have said a couple of times, I was like, Eric's gonna do like picture books. <laughs> he doesn't know he's gonna do picture books, but like I can like oh, look, I have so many opinions now. You about do them. I'm ready. okay. I'm so ready tell me t- walk okay, explain to me what makes a good board book or like a good baby book. Like what talk to me oh, about we're this. getting into it. we're getting into it now baby yeah like what's um, the good one what's the bad one which ones do you like not like okay so it's the same things it's the same things that make other books good but i feel like they, this quality is not always as present in a board book but that is letting the art do some of the telling without using the words to also do the telling where it's like and what so that's like a clunky way of saying it, but you've got you know, every page in your little board book, it's mm-hmm. got like one sentence and a picture, right? Well, I don't need, and my child probably also doesn't need the sentence to restate what the picture is telling me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you, so even though there's like, you know, 18 pages in this board book, or I don't know how many pages the board book is, sure, so. you really have like twice yeah, the amount Yeah, because the of art story. is doing some of the storytelling, right? Okay. And like, so the the picture books that I love like exploit the art as a way of getting across story and use the words for something else. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's like 
you know, some piece of like dramatic irony or like humor related to the picture or something mm-hmm. like, you know, they use an interplay as opposed to, you know, here's a picture of somebody walking to the store and the little sentences he walked to the store. You know, it's like, that's not interesting. Like, I don't need like, I see him walking to the store. He's on the there he is. There's the mm. little hedgehog or whatever in his little overalls mm-hmm. or, you know, I can see him going there. Um, and <laughs> so what? So what's your favorite book right now? And how? Ha- oh, like, give me an example uh, of how it does, the, does that. So there's this there's this book that we read a lot, and it's called Shh, We Have a Plan. Oh, I know. That sounds it, very dramatic. It is very dramatic. It's about these three little kids, and they are. It's very sparse, right? The art is beautiful, but the words are, are very sparse, which is what I love because. It exploits the silence, which is mm-hmm. the thing that I love in adult fiction. You really well. do love, love it, it when stuff isn't said. I like when nothing exists. Yeah, I don't want anything on the page. If I had my way, there would be no books because everything would simply be implied. Um, but no, I mean, it's this book about these three kids uh, trying to catch a bird in the forest, right? They're like going on. I guess it's four because, yeah, four little kids. They're like trying to get this bird that they're interested in. Uh-huh. And... Um, you know, they keep trying to, you know, do zany things like, you know, paddle along the log to get it, climb up the tree to get it. They keep missing it, all this kind of stuff. And uh-huh. I don't know. But, like, what's great about the book is that all of the humor is between the lines. Like, it's funny. Like, the book's humor derives from the fact that they keep messing up in the same way. And it ends on, like, this dramatic note where they, like, clearly haven't learned anything and they're about to make all the same mistakes when they chase this squirrel now, you know? And it's, like, (laughs) it's very funny. And it doesn't actually tell any jokes with the language. It's just, like, beautiful art and, like, facial expressions on, like, the one – like, there's, like, the youngest – I don't know if they're, like, friends or brothers or whatever, but, like, the youngest little character – like, you can tell he sort of gets that they keep screwing up, right? And so, like, all of the jokes are, like, in his face because he's, like, getting exasperated. You know, it's like, it just felt so delicately done. Mm. And, like, it used every part of the page, right? It's right. It's using all the details to say something else. And, like, it's a very, like, I mean, it's like a, sen- you know, I don't know how many words total are in this book. It can't be more than, like, 200, you know what I mean? Like, it's a very... That's probably even way high. Like, I don't know how long board books are, but it's not very many words. And it just feels like such a rich story, though, because the art is doing the work. The words are doing the work with the art. The There's plenty of, like, I don't know. I just think, like, stuff like that. And that, that's not true of just that book. But, like, there are so many good little children's books like that, I think. I, I guess I've become really, like, into, like, thinking. I am so fascinated that what you like in a children's book is the exact same thing that you like in like a suburban literary fiction <laughs> novel. Yeah. Like well, maybe I mean part of it is probably I'm just like you know we all see what we want to see in things but like it's no I, I've really come around on like the art of the board book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there are good ones and bad ones you know and my child doesn't necessarily know the difference yet. Um, oh, but he will. He will, and he also does have some preferences already. Like, there are ones he will sit for. And, you know, he's a baby, so like he can tell me what he likes and doesn't like. But um, 
there are definitely patterns to which books he likes to sit through and which ones mm. he's trying to climb out of my lap when I open. You know, probably what I mean? like, has you know, something to do with the colors. Yeah, it no, probably I mean, has something to do, to do with, with the, the tone the, of right. how you say yeah, the words. It has nothing like to if do with the quality. It's entirely it's a, about the reading experience. But like, but that is part of the quality, though. Like that's kind of the element of it. Like if if how you read it, like if the lines aren't bouncy or fun or exciting yeah. or something like that, yeah. that that's a failure of the text. Huge Sandra Boyton fan now too. Oh. Um, she's got some very fun little children's books um, that are funny and you know bouncy in the way you're saying. Like I don't know, it's fun, but yeah, no, that's what I'm reading right now. <laughs> I'm reading <laughs> I'm reading thousand page historical novels and. Submissions. Uh, and Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Chicka Chicka <laughs> Boom Boom. Yeah. See, that one is fun to say. Oh, it's very fun to say. Um, it's, I also like, you end up memorizing these books fairly fast. Oh, yeah. And so, like, sometimes when you're like sitting at a stoplight and he's like fussing, you just like start reciting entire an author's like entire body of work. Can you, can you give me a dramatic reading? No, I'm not. I will please, not be giving. Nope, please. nope, 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 oh. nope. No, you're not fussing enough. I you do that when people fuss. <laughs> I can. I will turn this microphone around. Um, is your clock broken? It is. That one behind me. Oh, I'm sure it just doesn't have batteries in it. Every time. So I, I, we record in the same spot every week. Yeah, in it's this... in it's in my basement, in between my science fiction fantasy bookshelf and the stationary bike. Yes. Um, not a Peloton. Not a Peloton. It's a Nordic track. Know, yeah. You're not on hashtag Team Pelo or no, whatever it is. Because you're with the Nordic the track, me. you can do rides where you're biking next to like a all hus like a Siberian Husky mushing team, like through the snow. No, see, I need I need my bike rides to in- include like an Instagram influencer telling me that this ride is how I'm going to someday like start an LLC. Of my own no. like lifestyle brand. I just, brand. I just want to yeah. run through the twilight with a bunch of Siberian huskies. Mm, nope, not appealing. Not appealing <laughs> to me. Uh. So one of the reasons that we're doing doing a type of episode like this, where we're not planning and giving you a very uh, unfiltered look into our brains, is because we are trying to transition ourselves into kind of like. A summer Friday mindset, I yeah. guess you could say. I yeah. mean, it is. It's Thursday morning, but what I what I mean by that is <laughs> we are recording this on a Thursday uh, morning. Uh, um, but what I mean by that is, like, I don't know, like uh, every t- every like I feel like for the past two and a half years, every couple of weeks, we're like, oh my god, things are getting better. The world is easier. The whatever is easier. And then we are proved to be silly, silly optimists, mm-hmm. and things are hard. Yep. Um, but publishing has summer Fridays where, I mean, in traditional publishing, it's in the big five. Um, they have a system where, like, you can either take Friday off every other week or you can have half days on Fridays in the summer, which is based around a lot of, like, weird privileged we Hampton stuff. It. We did a whole show on it. Yep. Um, but for us, it's more of just, like... I think of I think of our summer Fridays as more of like flex time. So like yeah. you and I either like take it off or we use it to do kind of like your own personal development stuff like writing or I reading for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, use it to like, you know, read a submission you're really into. Um, 
but I, I sort of am because it's we're Memorial Week or it's Memorial Day weekend. I'm sort of picturing tomorrow as our first real summer Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have decided <laughs> I'm going hunting for morel mushrooms in the woods. Hunting. So I make a joke a lot that basically you are a badger in yes. a fantasy novel. Yes. And this was before I knew that you like foraged through the woods. <laughs> like this wasn't based entirely around your like giant cooking quantities. And being really cozy and always having like a blanket. Yeah, and, you're like, basically like if the the yeah. sleepy time tea celestial seasonings bear was a little bit snappier. Yeah, it was just like a little meaner. Yeah. Specifically, it, I'm you see me more as like a European badger. Like the mm-hmm. wet black and white stripy yeah. ones. Yeah. Right. It's important to note that Eric is not the only person to independently come to this particular anthropomorphic conclusion. <laughs> well, so now you're telling, but so now you've added in this layer of like, I go looking for like roots and tubers in the yeah. woods. Well, I, like I, a, <laughs> a week and a half ago, I went and got the fiddlehead ferns. The oh, yeah, of course. The, the, the ostrich fiddle, ferns. The fiddlehead ferns, yes. Yep. I'm very um, familiar with those, definitely. This morning when you came over, mm. you had. A sumac and rhubarb cake that I made with rhubarb for my garden. There's just cake laying around here, by the way. Like, like all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. You say that like it's a problem. It's it's not a problem, but it is unnerving. It's like, <laughs> why is there cake everywhere? Why is that? Like, why does it seem like you live in an industrial kitchen that is just churning out treats I've never heard of all the time? Considering like, that I have a grand total of, like four square feet of counter space it is pretty impressive it is wild yeah Yeah. no you do a lot of cooking yeah um if so i've officially started representing mysteries which were which was the genre that i was like i'm not going to work in this keeping it to yourself i'm keeping it to myself but then i started to get jealous so the genre that i'm now keeping to myself is cookbooks but the thing is is i'm like an asshole when i read cookbooks Uh I will, like, read it and be like, I, I can look at a recipe and be like, this isn't going to work. Like, this, like, there's too much sugar in these cookies. It's not going to work. It's going to be too sweet. Nobody's going to like them. My favorite genre of cookbook is the, like, it's the one branded for men. <laughs> if you see, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't that know like, what you're talking about because those are the cookbooks I buy. The cooking with two ingredients because you're like, a dude and you don't know what three ingredients are. And he, it's what, like... Salt and ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, here's a whole recipe of, like, what to do with a can of cheese. Like, it's... uh, A can of cheese? Like, Like cheese whiz? Yes, cheese whiz. Like, Mm. you'll see... Well, the answer is to... The only correct answer is to make a Philly cheesesteak. Like, the man's guide to good eating. You know, it has nothing to do... they've never heard of a vegetable. Yeah, yeah, there's no vegetables in this cookbook. Because men don't eat vegetables. It's just Mm. science. Um... Yeah, that's my favorite kind. Um, or like, do you have any of those? I bet I do. I feel like I get them for Christmas all the time, which I find vaguely insulting. <laughs> which is sort of because you're the that, cook in the family. Because like, yeah, I cook, you know. But ever like, whenever I get a cookbook, it's got like some like grill master guy on the cover, and he's like, you know, got this giant thing of smoking meat behind him, and the other ingredient is like more meat. Listen, and- we spend five years or five months out of the year minimum. In like sub-zero Fahrenheit temperatures, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some people grill during that. Most people don't. Yeah, like, don't. why are you buying a grill book for 
I don't like know. a Minnesotan. I don't know is why my this question. happens. It is grilling season. It's grilling and chilling season. It is. Yeah. We ca- I call it the Utapil season, <laughs> which which is yeah. uh, Norwegian for outside beer. Mm-hmm. So it's is the, that what that is? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So it's out. It's the beer that you drink outside. Utapils. Well, we don't. You know, we don't acknowledge Norwegian on this podcast, but um, we. <laughs> so, <laughs> Eric Do we have is Swedish. to cut that? Do we have to cut that uh, part where I'm like racist against certain types of Scandinavians? Well, is that something? It's, it is a well-established, um, like it is a well-established rivalry between the Swedes yeah. and the Norwegians yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so the, <laughs> I have a story. This is not book related at all, but it's very. I'm going to make it book related. Okay. So you just go. So, so many years ago, um, two of my friends, one who is like full Norwegian and one who's got a lot of like German, Danish, Swedish kind of stuff went to a store called Inga Bretzen's in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. which is a Swedish deli and like gift shop. Mm-hmm. And they were engaged at this point. So this was like 20 years ago. Um, and they were, you know, they were talking and it somehow their, their Scandinavian backgrounds came up and my friend and be revealed to the the shop lady that she was like um that she that, that she was swedish and that her husband was norwegian and mm-hmm. the, and the lady very unironically said oh a mixed marriage <laughs> god oh this state it's it's wild up here if you've never been to this Minnesota. was like in the aughts this is yeah. when like it was cool to wear like skirts over jeans if mm-hmm. if you were like mm-hmm. a teenager mm-hmm. and a lady in like 2000 was like oh mixed marriage <laughs> oh my god <laughs> talking about a... <laughs> it's insane oh yeah. goodness gracious i don't know how to make that book related by the way no there's no like, way um... there's there's absolutely no way other than we're talking about quiet books mm. The Scandies have a lot of quiet books. We sure do. Yeah. Um, uh, so, submissions this. What do you, how about let's do this? Here's a prompt for you. Yeah. What do you want in your inbox right now more than anything in the entire world? Um, Design it in a completely unreasonable way, too. Like, be way too specific for anyone to, because oh here, here's the thing that's going to happen if, if we do this people are going to send you. A version of this or the, and they're going to try to retrofit it with their like copy at the top of the query so like be way too specific mm, okay here's what i want i want a contemporary cozy mystery series with a bipoc lead uh, a romance with somebody who is not in law enforcement in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. uh, set in a sort of like restaurant, bakery, food setting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like no, that, I, I want like you're gonna get that. That doesn't. I don't think you've done a good enough job of being uh, of specifying your way out of getting a bunch of queries. Yeah, I want, uh, which is probably good. Maybe someone will actually <laughs> send you this. But like, I want a like. Cozy mystery set in like a pho shop. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. That was a pun. Oh my god, this is the real bottom of the barrel shit right now, and that's fine. You want to know what I want? <laughs> what do you want? Toucan book. I don't even know what that means. Me either. I just know that whenever <laughs> I think about what I want right now, it's like, toucans. Like I don't know. <laughs> no. Li- <laughs> 
hear me out here. This is a very serious literary discussion we're having. I want, like, I'm real into, like, tropical birds lately. Yeah. I want... You, like, draw them as a hobby. Yeah, I do. Um, But I want some sort of... I don't know if it's, like... There's a specific kind of science writing that takes them into account in a way that could tie into some sort of broader politics. And there is... Like, I know that sounds crazy, but, like... I don't know. You could get into all sorts of like stuff about extinction and things like that. Destruction like, of the rainforest, yeah, like et there's all kinds of things like that. Tuki needs a home. You know, maybe you know a novel with you know some sort of central image in that way. I don't know. I'm really into the vibe right now in my little brain. Like mm. it's like no thoughts, just two cans. <laughs> oh, like there's no. Oh, I I have an I have another book that you would really like. Okay, what is it? Okay, Irish palm trees. Oh. Okay, so here's the thing. They're, you know, like those scrubby little palm trees, not the really tall ones with yeah. like the coconuts, but like the yeah, little yeah. scrubby palm yeah, trees. Yeah. So Northern Ireland has those because birds flew them to Ireland, kind of like the African or European swallow situation yeah, yeah, from yeah. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Sure. But like it actually happened. Uh-huh. I want to know. I want, I want you that. to have yeah. a book about like palm trees in weird places. And, it, and like that's one, obviously. Okay, so now we're getting into it. Now we're actually having an editorial meeting about this, and I'm going to go commission it. But, like, (laughs) so obviously that alone couldn't be the spine of the book. But that could be an image or a a line within some sort of book about, like, I don't know, invasive species, things going Mm. into different areas, like the way different, like, living things travel in strange ways, whether that's on ships or by bird or by the wind or whatever. Like... There's lots of stuff, and I am very much looking for that kind of thing right now. Like, yeah. I feel like, so <laughs> when I set out in... Two cans. When I set out in January, like, I'm I'm someone who does, like, way too much New Year's resolution-ing. You really do. And it's horrible for my brain and the brain of, everyone's around, of everyone around me. Um, but, like, the thing I wanted was, like, just, like, tranquility. Was going to be the theme of this year. This was at this point, I had a two-month-old child, ah. um, so you can see how feasible this goal uh, was going to be, and it has proven <laughs> exactly that feasible. Um, but I was like, all right, I just want like my whole life to just be like listening to the light rain in the background while like some you know beautiful animal scurries by, and I like have visions in the forest of like the exact amount of like work-life balance I'm mm. going to have from now on, like you know, like that kind of shit. Um, yeah. And that is, of course, completely gone by the wayside because, one, I'm a parent, and two, the world is chaos and work is hard and there's never enough time for anything. Um, but there is still a part of me that, like, wants to put a stamp on this year that's, like, some sort of intellectual project that sort of captures... Something like both ecological and literary, if mm. that makes sense, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, it, that's not too big of a stretch. Obviously, there's tons of literary writing that covers nature and things like that, but it's like a specific kind of like, I don't know. I got to find it, and it's some of it's science writing. I actually had a call a few weeks. I guess it's a little even further than that now, but like, I was talking to a science editor, and. I was, like, describing this book that I was, like, certain never existed and, like, I was ready to commission. And he's, like, oh, we already have that on our <laughs> list. And he, like, sent me a copy and it's, like, beautiful and exactly what I was thinking of and, like, 
already happened, you know, uh, which is a really good feeling that but all now my ideas are there's being room done for toucan books. No thoughts, just toucans. What about like flamingos? Sure, sure. That can be a related cousin to the idea. What about idea. macaws? Yeah, all of this fits. If you have something interesting to say and it's got a bird in it, now is a great time to mm. pitch me. <laughs> um, yeah, or even just like. You know what's really funny? Yeah. That all of a sudden this has been, this has transferred into a bird conversation. And mm-hmm. right before we started recording, my mother texted me and says, you need to come see the chickens. The she chickens. Just, she just got four Three, three chicks. Will you tell us what the chickens' names are, please? Okay. Because the chickens' names, like, give me, I don't know how to, just uh, tell us the names. <laughs> okay, so the first one, I, okay, so a little bit of background. I've been, like, bullying my mother for three years to get new chicks, mm-hmm. right? Um, because the other ladies have kind of transitioned into just being pets, not, um, not like, egg layers. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really fun to bake with that and also chicks are really cute um and like it's inevitable she had four one of them died then she had three now she has six which is technically illegal where she lives so please don't <laughs> report that i think the limit is four within city oh limits um but technically they're living in the house so i don't know if that counts um but <laughs> so I finally got her to get it. And now she's like, I've never been happier. This is the best thing ever. Because they're like imprinting on her and her partner. Um, Just like lesbians with a bunch of chickens. But uh, Mm -hmm. anyway, she listens to this podcast. Hi, mom. Um, (laughs) So she got three and they're three different varieties. Um, There is Buffy. The Buff Orpington. That's the type of chicken that she is. Um, And she's going to look like like a like a pretty standard like you know the farmhouse illustrations of the chickens where they're like sort of yellow and then they've got like the red comb mm. and all of that mm-hmm. and they're just like a chicken mm-hmm. she's gonna look like that yep um also buffy's vampire slayer whoop uh and then there's meadow who is an americana i want to say who is I don't know. There's I, I get the other two breeds confused, but there's an Americana. Um, I think she's going to be the one that like has the Easter egg colored eggs. So that's pretty fun. That's very fun. Very fun. Um, we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, like a bluish greenish, maybe even a pink situation. Um, and then there's Dolores DeMarco. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what? named. So my mother's a dental hygienist and she had this patient for many 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 years who and she she passed away at the beginning of this year and she would always come and see my mom and she would always go jill tell me about your chickens and so in honor of dolores the new one's name is dolores demarco and i want to say that her breed i can't remember what it is but it's the only uh women like developed breed of chicken in north america oh so that's pretty fun we love a girl boss yeah. on this show. Yeah. So yeah. her other chickens are named Amelia Egghart, uh, <laughs> Sylvia, Fa- <laughs> Sylvia Fowles, after uh-huh. the, bas- the the WNBA player, uh-huh. um, and then there's Penelope, who was a – those three were rescues. Wow. Yeah. What there a rich farm life your mother is cultivating. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jill. Shout out to Jill. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do we have anything else? I mean – I'm mostly right now. I'm looking at your snack shelf over there. I'm wondering if there's Oreos on it. 
There, there uh, are. There, there are. are. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Uh, so let's wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to go do all of a sudden. Um, I don't know. Send me a bird book. Send Laura a cozy mystery set in a pho shop. Um, yeah. Oh, um, also, for our Patreon subscribers, yeah. send us your query letters to critique. Um, oh, and your first pages too. Although we did just get like a big like swath of those. Yeah, because we asked, which is great. We That's asked. Like a good so sign now that... we're asking for yeah. like just sort of um, query letters mm-hmm. to do, and any mm-hmm. subject that you might want us to do for a flex episode. Mm-hmm. Printrunpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, I am also doing office hours at ten a.m. Central on Sunday, which I believe is would be the 29th of mm-hmm. May, 29th mm-hmm. of May. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Check on Twitter, check on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Math is hard. Um, but I'm doing that on Sunday, so take a look. Um, Eric's going to eat some Oreos. I'm going to go see the chicks. Real quick, how do you not die from the bad mushrooms? Oh, um, well. Just in like a minute, tell me how you're avoiding dying from fungal poisoning. <laughs> So most of the choice edibles in our particular area mm-hmm. um, aren't going to, like, unless you're very, very, very bad at reading books and smelling things and, like, looking at things with your eyes. So this is how I'll die, yeah. This, yeah. That makes sense. Unless, That's why I can do uh, Yeah. Uh, none of them kind of can be mistaken for a really deadly one. So, like, nothing else looks like a morale um, and, you know, you really got to, like, use your nose, right? Like, um, oyster mushrooms smell like licorice. So if you find something that looks like an oyster and it doesn't smell like licorice, you don't have an oyster. Someday you're going to be giving my eulogy and it's going to be, he just thought it smelled like licorice. <laughs> he just got up there and he just started gobbling the tree roots. And it killed him. Well, they don't grow on the roots. They grow on the... See, that's the, the problem. Yeah. I'm, now I'm, I'm, I'm out in the woods so there's eating a tree really, roots, okay, Laura, so there's because a, you didn't instruct me there's well There's a really wonderful book. There's a really wonderful book called... This is this is important. It's book related. It's called Mushrooms of the Great Midwest. And it is a reference guide, like a field reference guide, um, where you like can find out what the mushroom is. Like I think it's separated out by, like, does it have gills or spores? And then what color is it? What does it smell like? Et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it shows like a bunch of different pictures and it says like what will happen if you eat it or if it's good or what have you. Um, but yeah, it's pretty hard to mess up. Also, I belong to like a bunch of foraging Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. And very specifically, there is a woman named Ariel who lives in the Duluth, Minnesota area who is like an expert like they some some like pbs did like a special about her and her like expertise about mushrooms and she just quit her job and she's doing like mushroom education she's a mushroom influencer yeah so she's so she is the like the admin and like the 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 expert of like the groups that i belong to and so like just in case ask ariel hmm that's okay. how you don't die. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a great way not to die. I won't be doing that, so I will be dying. Um, yeah. anyway, you have eaten things that I've foraged before, And that's by the great, way. because you're a good forager. Um, <laughs> don't eat anything I forage. No. Um, so, anyway. All right. Thank you so much for, you know, vibing with us on the prelude to Summer Friday. Yes. It's a wonderful long weekend. Back with first pages and stuff very soon. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you.
Thank you.